Hi and welcome to our podcast called the GDPR series where we discuss data protection, privacy and cybersecurity matters that ordinary people in everyday businesses face. We have a series of really interesting and lovely guests and we hope you enjoy listening along with us. Good morning, Finola. It's so lovely to finally have you on the other side of the camera. Instead I of know. Me being on the other side of the camera. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm honoured to uh, have another chat with you. Oh, uh, yeah, no, and this one should be a good one. I think people will really enjoy um, listening to it. I am going to share a screen with your website open. Um, I just want to double check. Yeah, I've got Finola Howard and I've got Halbright Marketing Works, so we can flip between the two. While I share the screen, would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, <laughs> I'm so not used to introduce myself. Well, my name is Finola Howard and I am a brand builder, strategic marketer, lover of all entrepreneurial things. Um, I have a consultancy practice here in Ireland and I also have an online offering for small to medium sized businesses to help them build better marketing processes so that they can create the business they always dreamed of having. So I have two sides to my business, one-to-one work with my clients um, who are larger companies. And I also have an online offering for small to medium-sized companies. So there you go, that's me. And (laughs) and you are an amazing person to know. It's it's really an honor to know you and to be your friend and to um, have your input into business um, and access to your course. I'm just trying to change tabs here. It's not changing. So we'll see what's going on there later. Um, I have been on your course just so that everybody kind of knows. I have been on your course for two years now. Hey, oh. <laughs> yeah, it has been about <laughs> two years. And you know what, Finola, like I'm still learning, like I dip in and out all the time. You might not realize it, but I go back on Affin and I have my file of material, you know, your sheets and that that print out. Um, And then obviously I'm in the group um, every now and then. I don't have too much time to be on social media these days, but really the way, and I've said this to so many people, the way that you think about marketing and the way that you present it to us who are not experts in it at all is absolutely fantastic and it just um it gives us such a fresh perspective on it where um in our space privacy and data protection marketing is kind of a bit of a dirty word and i think people who are focusing on sales specifically rarely battle with it because they don't know a lot of time where the boundaries are it's a lot of gray areas even though some people might say they're they're black and white and all they're not really um and people are just lost at sea like that's the only way i can describe it they're lost at sea so i appreciate the the um provocation of thought that you bring to the space uh-huh. and yeah the 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 thread of ethics that flows through it because at the end of the day when we're trying to marry up different jurisdictions, like we look at um, marketing in, in the EU, uh, South Africa and, and Africa is, is following quickly, where they have actually specifically written in direct marketing regulation into their uh, Protection of Personal Information Act, where the GDPR doesn't have that. It's a separate um, directive at the moment and will be a regulation. So South Africa's built direct marketing rules into their uh, Protection of Personal Information Act. Canada has always been very strict. However, we have like the, the sort of the confusion there that some people battle with when they get onto Canadian product that it's a soft opt-in where we have to have that explicit um, consent given a lot of the time. And then um, we have the states, which is in a massive state of change at the moment. Yes. So when you're building an online business, how you know how do you even begin to pull these threads together and do it the right way and we come back to the point of of ethical marketing you know and i know that you can't wait to share something with us i sent you the questions and the first one is where you first came to groups with data protection and the gdpr so i'd really love to hear well yeah 
well, you know, I'm a lover of all things marketing, even though it's so frowned upon, but it yeah. is how the it world It shouldn't works. be frowned upon because it's an amazing message that all of us need to get out. So I'm going to tell you now not to be negative for now. Well, I'm going to say my perspective on it is this is the way or the engine that is, allows you to give the gift of your knowledge, your expertise, your services, your products to the world. This is the engine that brings it to your customer. That's how I think of it. Oh, and it's amazing. Like, it just makes me feel it I, actually and people who know me are going to laugh when they hear this. It makes me feel so good when you say it like that, you know, because yeah, it, it's yeah. Well, I'm very passionate about it. But what I want to share with you is when you yeah. sent me that question, right? I just went, when did I first start thinking about it in this way? Right. And I just want to put this on screen for people a little bit. And it's yeah. a book called Permission Based Marketing by Seth Godin. Yeah. And I said to myself, I have this a really long time. <laughs> and I just thought, and I knew I got it fairly new at the time. Yeah. Um, and it's dated 1999. Wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's the year I started in business. Wow. So it's from the very beginning. And also previous to this, I want to share with you, I know about data permission um, because I worked one of my first jobs and I mean at the lower level and I did move through the business and all the rest of it. But my starting job as a temp was sheets of paper with um, company names and I had to find, I had to ring every number, I had to find the phone numbers. Wow. So it was sheets of paper, so this is direct marketing, so it's pre-internet, pre-all yeah. of this. Yeah. And I was on the phone. It was just riveting work. <laughs> but I was like, so I was, you know, I was very young. It was one of my first jobs. Oh, yeah. Fantastic sharing this. Yeah. But anyway, my first job was I had sheets and sheets of paper and each on there was maybe 10 or 20 lines on it. And I had to ring these landlines and find out the job title and the person who had that job title in the business. Yeah. yeah. So okay. it was that's how you built a list. Then we didn't yeah. have what we have now. Now the way of building relationships, yeah. offering value in exchange for the permission to speak to them. And what I wanted to share with you in this book when I opened it yeah. was this. And this is fabulous now, I have to say. Right. And it's in this groundbreaking book. And this is 1999. To me, it's still groundbreaking. Right. Four tests for permission based marketing. Right. The first one is, does every single marketing effort you create encourage a learning relationship with your customers does it invite your customers to raise their hands and start communicating number one wow. first test wow. your second test you'll love this one do you have a permission database do you track the number of people who have given you permission to communicate with them this is 1999 yeah i know it's it's number three i love this one if consumers gave you permission to talk to them, would you have anything to say? Have you developed a marketing curriculum to teach people about your products? Wow. That's my most favorite one because we live, and I'll talk about this more in a second, we live in a very fragmented approach to marketing. Yeah. Whereas if you think in terms of, I build a curriculum and I build it through all my social media and all my email and all my touch points, if I think of it as a curriculum, not a one shot deal, not a isolated event, then you much better. Last one Four. once people become customers, do you work to deepen your permission to communicate with those people? Yeah, it's my yeah. this is. Yeah. So that's where I learned about it. Yeah. Before yeah. you are. Yeah. You know, you know, but always my and the great example in this book is when you start communicating with a customer, it's this idea of this whole marriage analogy. It's used everywhere. I've probably used it with you before and it comes from this book and because this is the one thing I really remembered so strongly from it was if you were uh, going on a blind date, would you ask the person to marry you on that blind date? Yeah, you, you would get permission to tell them a little bit more then they would share something with you. It's the back and forth. And yeah. each you it's about having a relationship with a human being, not a computer. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, adding on to that for me has been 
um, and I'm not sure because we've not really discussed this ourselves out of you know work the whole concept of of vulnerability Fenola, you know and and the message that Brené Brown puts out and I'm not like a Brené Brown evangelist or whatever you know I like to watch and to take the points out that I need but she has such salient points and she's just herself and um, adding that vulnerability into what you're saying here that permission to speak please may I have permission to speak and may I have permission to share my knowledge with you because I have presumed maybe wrongly but I, I kind of know from experience as well that I do have something to offer you that you will find useful and I would like the opportunity please to just share that with you you know that vulnerability comes into it for a lot of people because you're not sure if what you have is worth enough for that person to give their time and attention to it so we revert back into this place of kind of anonymity mm. you know and throwing out this um, vague general message in our marketing and it's kind of like a bit of a shotgun approach we hope that somebody will respond you know that it will stick somewhere and somebody will come along saying oh you seem amazing and wonderful and you're the answer to all of my problems but we basically said do you want to come on my course and i'm speaking about myself here really you know so it's like really getting deep down to that place and having that communication and i think um possibly what holds some people back is that absolute sort of panic when they realize they have to connect with other human beings in this way yes you know because I even remember a few years ago, a good few years ago, talking to someone about giving them feedback on their website and they had disabled comments on their site. I always find this really interesting. And in a lot of web developers, their default position is to disable comments on a site, on a blog. And I'm like, but why don't you want your customer to talk back to you? Yeah. And the answer is, I'm afraid what they're going to say. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, well, <laughs> there is nothing bad about even yeah. if they hate what you do then nobody well i can't say nobody but even yeah. if they hate what you do even if it's something you don't want to hear even if your product is wrong isn't it better to know that is yeah. it better to allow the market tell you what it wants <laughs> so that you can do it better uh -huh. like that's so much more useful to you I mean, this is about the sustainability of your business. That's what this yeah. is about. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll getting, allowing your customers to talk to you so that you can hear them. I know we're very focused on, uh, like, I mean, I my, my quote says, marketing is your truth told, great marketing, yeah. truth shared. And yeah. the first uh, obstacle is for you to have the ability to tell your truth about what you do and to tell it in a way that resonates with the customer. And yeah. then the magic happens is when they say, yes, and now I want to tell others about it. That's yeah. how sharing comes in. Yeah. But it is to trust, to trust the dynamic of this journey, that part of the journey is to learn what you get right in what you're offering and what you're saying and what you need to adjust and what yeah. you're offering and what you're saying. Yeah. And when you allow both viewpoints in, you are better able to communicate more effectively and more coherently with yeah. the right customer for you. Your customers want you to find them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want you to find them because this is the great problem. divide now. Yeah. Yes, this, they have a problem that they want you to help them with. So yeah. be found. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, now we get back to the, the privacy and data protection. And I'll use the term interchangeably here because of the different jurisdictions that that you work across and I work across. But also the fact that some people listening might be B2C where privacy is a concern, you know, um, as opposed to data protection more. Um, and I'm going to really confuse people with this. So don't please don't be confused. But the B2B space, um, you're more than welcome to phone me and have a chat if you need to know what I'm talking about here or I'm sure Fenola would be happy to to take a few people on board there. <laughs> okay, so like this is now the great divide where okay, let's let's go back to your moment where you first understood intrinsically about what the GDPR is trying to put into law 
and the paralysis, the state of paralysis that some people are in in business, knowing that they they need to make sales for their business to survive. And they just don't know how to get to the point where a sale is made because they think the law is stopping them from reaching out to customers. You know, there's so many different ways that you can reach out and be found. And I would strongly encourage people, you know, even if you're not ready to engage with Finola or somebody like Finola, if you don't want to use Finola, but you're lost, really, I'm just saying that. Um, you know, go go on the courses that are offered. This course is amazing and it, it takes you through how to take your customers through that journey. Well, I, let me tell you, yeah. share yeah. something very interesting with you, right? Yeah. I'm in a masterclass um, because I believe also in, um, and I want you to scroll back on this landing page here, which is my site courses.howgreatmarketingworks.com. And I want to share this with you, yeah. which is, I want you to go to the top of the screen if, if you don't mind. Yeah. So I'm in a masterclass with other entrepreneurs from around the world, fantastic masterclass, which is called The Significant Year by a lady called Robin Rice. But in one of the sessions, and we meet weekly, and it's to, obviously, we want to create a significant year for ourselves. But um, one of the sessions I was doing, I had a live webinar going on, so I missed my class, right? (laughs) So, and this was so interesting, right? It was in the end, one of the so we take turns in a masterclass. Everybody talks about what's what struggle or challenge they're facing at the time, and one of the things that came up was the idea of marketing, mm. right? And I wasn't in the room, so there it was great giggles. So, but <laughs> um, you know, phew, Finola's not here. But, <laughs> but so it was very interesting, right? And it was that question of, do I have to? you know, this idea of marketing has become so negative, right? And do I have to follow the formula that everyone follows for marketing, right? But what happened for me was because we need to have the, we need to find ways to hear the voice of our customers and truly listen to it without our egos in the way. That's the important thing. So yes, we might not like to hear things we don't want to hear, but we need to hear the voice of our customer so we can do what we do better. As a result of, of course, these calls are recorded. <laughs> so I got to listen on an entire conversation about the traditional view of marketing, yeah. about the way marketing is often done, not always done, often done. And as a direct result of that, of hearing the voice of my customer, customer without me in the room, yeah. I changed my landing page. Oh, yeah? I changed my landing page from um, about how to build a marketing process to actually because I started to realize what I was listening listening in on the call because it was part of my my own learning and writing down going, yeah, this hurts, but oh my God, it's gold. Yeah, yeah this hurts, but oh my God, it's gold. And yeah. it was gold because it allowed me to go take the extra moment that I needed to go deeper into my own message to the marketplace yeah. as I heard my customer. What often happens is when we hear our customer, we actually hear ourselves. That's really important because yeah. we, entrepreneurs are passionate. They come to the market with a solution because it was something that bothered them and troubled them. And in the course of the journey, we often forget our own truth mm. or it gets distilled in some way because we adjust it because we think we do things we should do. Mm. And everyone falls prey to that, including me. Mm. So in this, while I would be very clear on what I do, sometimes there's adjustments because I can hear the voice of my customer because I allowed my customer to speak to me because I listened in on that call and because I remembered the feedback and the testimonials from so many other people about this program, I went, I need this tweak. This tweak needs to happen so that my story and my message is not only more resonant with my customer, but it's actually more resonant with me. And that has great power to hear your customer. And I do think GDPR, data privacy, all of that stuff makes us pause before we interact. That is the value. It's the value to say, Today, I want to give value and I don't want to do what's the danger that's happening is this hesitancy. If 
the scared part is if I give the wrong, if I contact them in the wrong way, I will damage the relationship. But it's not. Or, it's or they'll cut deeper. me off or they'll cut me off and I'll never be able to speak to them again. It's like yeah. an instant unsubscribe. No, leave me alone. You know, but if you take your brain, take yeah. yourself into this space of the intention of building greater trust and mm -hmm. actually building anticipation for what you communicate that yeah. you build this relationship that you know and i found this with my own marketing as well and with clients that now as i communicate as i more consciously communicate the desire is to open the email that i send yeah yeah because they won't get a formula they yeah. will get my voice my exactly. truth, my intent to help them, my honest, authentic intent to provide value and to provide an answer to their problem. And yeah. if you go to that headspace, yeah, the legislation takes care of itself. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right, Fanola. But can I add one more thing onto that? It's like, I think people get to a place of desperation as well. I said before, where they need to make a sale and they're desperate to make that sale. So there's um, an underlying tone of buy, 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 not buy, 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 like court people are on the telephone, you know, but yeah. buy, 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 buy what I have. And sometimes people aren't ready to buy. They need to be warmed up, you know, however we want to say it, you know, it's that journey yeah. towards the marriage. But it really requires, it requires a lot of self-control to take those 10 steps back and to start giving people what they need you know and instead of I, you what taking I, what you need yeah what i found is there is more than one story more more than one message yeah. that spins out from your core message right yeah yeah and i was working with a client on friday quite a large client and the approach that we were taking was you have time this is the first thing i always say this you remember this you have time Written in my diary every single week <laughs> for the last 18 months. Yeah. yeah, but here's the idea of how you are will get happier with the time. Yeah. And the time is because we are have depth. Not only do we have depth as human beings, we also have depth as organizations, as yeah. companies, as businesses. Yeah. I don't care what size you are. You still yeah. there is a depth and an, an, an identity around your business, regardless of whether you're a solopreneur or a multinational. There is a depth. And if there is depth, then there are layers to your story. So my approach and even doing this last Friday with a client was this idea of let us take those layers and just start to leak them out or share out one layer at a time. Yeah. So that I know that we were talking about even that idea of the curriculum of sharing um, the story of your product. That's one layer crack that single layer first and your intention is to create a sandwich of all the layers of your story yeah so layer one might be uh that you uh if you are using serity which is your wonderful product the layer one is to actually you know all the different parts of that puzzle that you can yeah. tell so you might have um how to sign up it might yeah. be how to how much it costs yeah. it might be what you can expect to happen it um, might be the preparation for getting yourself yeah. a gdpr ready it might be another and there's all these small little stories yeah. in that one layer yeah a lovely sandwich all these yeah. stories and the wonderful thing about social media and about email and anything else is that we have space to share the layer so you could if you're doing your scheduling for your social media and all the rest right is batch produce all of the different parts of these layers, create them because if, if it is a product that is fairly, um, I mean, they all move, but there's some core things that stay, stay the same. Yeah. This is a layer of evergreen content that yeah. you put across, across all your social media. You figure out what are is my curriculum, remember? You may also put into that layer of four times a year, I'm going to do a webinar on how to do it right. Yeah. And I will do that in that layer. That's my education layer. I may have another layer, which is about, so for example, I know I did um, 
in my education layer. At the start of this year, I did a webinar that was how to plan for success when you just hate planning. Oh, yes. yes. Arising, arising from that, I know, because it was appropriate. Arising yeah. from that was the idea now, which is ge consumer generated content. Right. So yeah. people, members in the program have said that. I mean, it came up in the program. I said, oh, yeah, look, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could just um, if I could do a walk along, a ride along campaign with you, build a campaign along with you. And yeah. everyone said, yes. Like so my one of my things around here is have you created a space for your customer to share with you what they want? Not just you do your layer of what you want to reach out and tell them, but maybe there's a layer where you say, come. Yeah. Tell me what you want and I will yeah. add that. So yeah. as a result of having this ability to have a two-way communication with my yeah. customers, I'm now rolling out a new uh, program, which is a 30-day campaign ride-along that we're yeah. going to do from yeah. March because that's not what I thought of. That's yeah. what the customer told me they wanted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and Finola, like going, I, I, I'm going to bank one point there and yeah. just going building on what you're saying here, because I think last year, beginning of last year was kind of where I started more concentrating on the strategic thinking that's needed in a business and the strategic planning that's needed in a business, as opposed to just servicing clients needs. Um, people that don't know me, my business started in a very kind of reactive way. Yeah. Can you help me with this? Yes, I can. Okay. And I just started this ongoing rolling ball of can you help me with this? Can you help me? With this? Can you help me with this? So yes, while we were doing very well, I was very tired, run down, no time, not giving the best of myself to people. Um, and I very quickly pulled myself away at that point because I'm a, a slight bit of a perfectionist and I don't like to think that I'm, you know, I'm not being of service to somebody that I work with. So I had to take a big step back and go, wow, okay, this has to change. Um, and now I've actually got to do a company and, and do all these things. Like, I mean, I've got this book, the 10 day MBA. It's also a pretty old one on my, on my shelf. I don't know if it was, it, it, we got it in South Africa. It might have been published here, but books like that, you know, with the, the good solid business principles in that yes. was my go-to. And then going on a couple of courses where like your mastermind you're forced to stick to a schedule and you have to put that time aside for that strategic thinking that goes into the business so if you go back to gdpr and marketing mm. if you're going and you're just reacting to the marketplace and not what your customers are saying not reacting to what your customers are saying but reacting to what everybody else your competition is doing because i think competition analysis does trigger this in some people oh god that one's done a course and oh god that one's written a book i i better go and do all of these things you know you're not putting the value that your customers need into the information and the um i all of these beautiful analysis you know? from a different perspective um i look at it as a way to shine the light on your difference Okay, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Because, and I do this, you know, I'm very methodical and I like my, you know, yeah. see it yeah. really yeah. cleanly. And it's that, and I actually have a blog post about this, but it's also part of the program anyway, which is yeah. you look at uh, consistent components of your, of your competitor and you tabulate it in such a way yeah. that yes. the white space where they aren't is where you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't find that one quickly. But um, back to the that's really old. <laughs> yeah, back to the back to the point of um, what you're saying about right at the beginning about trust building and the GDPR. There would have been a couple of people who um, I think one person started it, obviously. But the acronym GDPR, they would say give data proper respect. You know. Wonderful. Yeah, and it ties into exactly what you're saying. Well, some people might have thought it was quite silly to say that. That's it's not silly at all because and I say this again, I'm, I'm going to roll back a little bit. But when I talk to people about data protection and privacy in their business, I feel that it should be one of the core values of the business. How are we approaching this? Because it's such a strong and huge component of trust building now that you can't ignore it. 
So mm. everything you're saying feeds into like the message we try and put out of please give this the proper attention it requires because it is the foundation of so much more in your business, not just a compliance exercise. You know, it really builds a very, very strong foundation for you to lift everything up off of. Yes. You know? um, so, yes, yeah. it, it is the care. It is customer care. Yeah. It's, it is. You know, the care of your customer. Yeah. Sometimes when we say customer care, we just forget it. You know, these yeah. terms that become so. Yeah. Uh, everywhere that you just it loses meaning but it is about care for your customer but if you care for your customer you care for your business exactly 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 I mean yeah we take that into GDPR straight away there and go with rights requests and the the panic and trauma in a lot of business that data subject rights requests cause you know sometimes people just want to have like they just want to have their information there's nothing sinister about it there's nothing Sometimes they might just want the photo on their name, you know, deal with it. Like, let's just fix it. Don't take it personally. Like, they are your customer. You should be honoring what they say, you know. But their data is a gift to you. Exactly, exactly. So you must unwrap it carefully, yeah. place it somewhere carefully and respect it. It's a gift. You have to consider it a gift. Oh, that's that's really beautiful, Finola, and this is exactly why I asked you to please come and chat with us because so many people need to hear that. Thank you. You know, um, you say it so beautifully, and when you see it like that, you do stop with the bad practices and you become very mindful over it. And I think I've used the word mindful yes. so much in the last few months, especially because it's the only way to describe how to sort of stop, take that deep breath, be in the here and now. And think about exactly what you're doing, you know. Well, I I like that kind of that hesitance before you act. Yeah. It's the thing that, like, one of the questions you asked was about how am I different? And I suppose that even yeah. though I always had this perspective, I do now hesitate and I ask myself, am I bringing value here? Do yeah. I am I helping with like a clear heart? And yeah not to be afraid to use the word heart here <laughs> yeah <laughs> a clear heart that this is offering value this is yeah. not me being on some automated cycle that's just oh, yeah. pushing this is the danger of the marketing which is yeah to be to automate everything to the to the um extent that we lose the humanity in it yeah it is yeah. About communicating but it is to have to bring this hesitance to hesitate to pause to look and say what am i deepening my relationship here do yeah. i bring value will they yeah. treat this email with the same anticipation of the other ones because um because i always bring value which yeah. means when you do that your open rates soar yeah 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 absolutely, absolutely. That practical, the open it's not just about it's the right thing to do or it's a good yeah. thing it's nice to be nice it yeah. is that it has that component, which is important for me anyway in business and yeah. all of my clients I know. Um, and But it's the other practical, pragmatic side of it is the open rights go up. Yeah, and I'll even add to that right. because people, yeah, people are quite surprised when they start learning about domain reputation. You know, like if your emails are not being open, if they're being marked as spam, if they're just being deleted, your yeah. domain reputation is going to go down to tubes. Yeah. And your email is going to start being marked as spam immediately, no matter what you send out. And I think that this other key message that I would be saying to people is this idea of the curriculum, is this idea of to move away from this fragmented style of, of marketing, to think about this idea of these layers in yeah. that are all connected, but that it's not that your email does one thing and your social media does something else and your trade show does something else and your networking does something else. It's how are we building a process that actually brings these all into yeah. play? And when you bring them all into play, oh my God, the open rates and the conversions climb through the roof because yeah. it's not fragmented. Yeah. Um, it's so much powerful, even because I ran a campaign even recently and I'm about to launch another one, but the one for the planning webinar, uh, because I could integrate and learn what my ads told me about the audience on my Facebook page, to what happened when I sent an email, to what happened in social media, and the shareability of things across that. And because and I and 
And remember, I didn't do everything the way the way I would have loved to do it, but I definitely connected it. Yeah. And connection yeah. between all of these things meant that I had much in a very short space of time, like in a five day window, I was full. Yeah. And that's yeah. the impact. Yeah. Um, the thing that is really important for me to share also with people is that don't stop communicating just because you're scared. Yeah. Yeah, please. Can we get that message out, please? Because I just I hear it on a daily basis, Fanola, and I'm not even joking. Like people, they just they don't know what to do. They they yeah. just don't know what to do. So like, well, I can help them. Um, I think this this message that we're discussing here of principles, respect and trust building is essentially what this law is about. So if you sit down and examine what you're about to do without going to checklists and tick boxes against the law, if you look at it and you go benching against what you said here, am I offering value? Am I giving the customer a message that they need to hear? Am I doing it in a respectful like way? Why not? What would I like to sell? Exactly, exactly. If you're coming up with no, 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 like review it and change your offering. It's exactly. not hard, yeah. you know, because yeah. sometimes it's a tweak here. And uh, there are so many stories of someone changing direction, actually moving, changing customer or yeah. tweaking a product or the Pivoting. application of a product. Yeah. And they have much greater sales as a result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're happier because it's actually where they should and be. They're more profitable. Yeah. The customers are happy because they've got the right customers. Yeah, yeah. Their product is better because they heard their customer's voice and applied that to the product. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, back to my questions. Okay. Um, very, very quickly, Fanola, the impact on you personally of the GDPR. Has it personally affected you in some way? Well, it, as I say, it, one, it made me it makes me hesitate yeah. before I communicate yeah. and makes me make sure that I understand uh, that I'm bringing value. And am I am I actually connecting the dots here? Am I doing two things? One, yeah. I helping them. And two, does this contribute to my business? Does it help yeah. my business? And is it taking me on the right track? That's yeah. how it contributes. And as I said, the, those stories of, you know, listening to my customer, uh, overhearing what they were saying, and then actually kind of adding those two things together made yes. me a better communicator for what I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yes. And the same with even when you talk about um, a direct impact for clients, I think about the client I was with last Friday and how we created a sandwich. I think if I wanted someone to walk away, from this conversation with one thing, I would say walk away with a sandwich. Yeah. So you are not overwhelmed by this uh, desire to sell and to communicate, but actually thinking strategically about it and creating this these layers of things that must be communicated That's and terrible. take a breath, just take this yeah. breath because it's the people fall down when they're in this mad panic because they're desperate yeah. and desperation will never solve the problem. Yeah. So yeah. there's two things. One, if you are in that state of desperation, first breathe because and also to say to you, everyone hits this note yeah. because it's the test of your of you in the marketplace. Yeah. Take the breath and listen. Yeah. It's this act your customer has given you a gift. Not only yeah. gifting you data, they're gifting you knowledge. Yeah. Telling you, yes, I want this or this is not quite right yeah or nothing and the yeah. nothing is something yeah if there is silence then you've not hit the right customer with the right offer yeah. yeah maybe you need to find another customer maybe your product is not viable but yeah. maybe it is maybe it is gold but to yeah. somebody else. yeah 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 and in the end you need time time is is what it is and and in an instant age of instant solutions and loads of people on the internet shouting about you know make whatever six seven eight nine a hundred figures in the next week uh-uh uh-uh no it takes time no, it takes time, it takes time. and yeah. it takes that that accessing the this truth that is yeah. not just yours 
but your customers that this somewhere there's this magic in between both of you where both needs are served yeah absolutely absolutely okay so the next question have you seen any opportunities for your own business in the context of the gdpr and i'll tell you why i asked that question probably you probably already know but i asked that question because people and i get asked it repeatedly do you think the gdpr is a good or bad thing i get asked it in interviews even do you think it's a good or a bad thing and and then i get my soapbox out and preach about why it's a good thing you know because absolutely it's put the control um in the hands of the the individual not even the customer consumer client but the individual you now have power over your own data and there's many reasons why i think that's a good thing so when we look at opportunities in business people have this perception that the gdpr is a block as we've been talking about it's a block i yes. can't do that or they use it as an excuse can't do that because of the GDPR. So have you seen any positive opportunities for your own business with well, the GDPR? This is what I talk to my clients about a lot because yeah. the overriding uh, message that I get from my clients is they don't want to add to the spam that's already out there. Yeah. They don't want to add to that, uh, to the quantity of data or the quantity of contacts that are unsolicited or just it's so strong right yeah and my answer is always the opportunity is here so you speak in your truth in your voice and you will reach them it comes back to and i know i'm repeating myself and i hope this is okay but it's so strong for me yeah be brave enough to tell your story and and this is not doing a i want to uplift everybody blah 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 it's not it's a very pragmatic thing you created this business with purpose you created this business with identifying a need in the market then trust that trust that you created that you identified a need in the market and that your passion it it it, i worked with somebody before christmas and it makes this is the most interesting thing is it makes you fulfill your own mission for your company your own vision yeah yeah because you now, and I say this a lot, you must, you now have to have the balls to follow it through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because your your starting point of why you went into business in the first place, previously in old methods of marketing pre-GDPR, you never had to put your, your vulnerability, as we go back to Brene Brown, yeah, yeah. you never had to put your vulnerability on the line because you could just play the game. Yeah. It's no longer playing the game. It's about yeah. And this is, you know, the overused term authenticity. It's about putting your balls on the line. (laughs) It's your mission of why you started it. And not that you're in this garden shed going, but it's really, really the world. Or whatever it is. (laughs) Because I think, and this is such an interesting thing about most of my clients, most of them have some passion of a part of the world that they want to say or change. They want to change something in the world. And imagine... If we all had the balls to change the piece we knew that needed changing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I believe that GDPR makes us back our own mission. Oh, it does. It does. And that's that's an amazing statement. It's an amazing statement, but it does. It does. Remember that show that was on the TV? I don't know if you got it here. It might have been a BBC show um, about looking good naked. Oh my God, yes. like I just, you know, I watch those shows like this, but you have to watch it, you know, and it's kind of like a similar feeling like, oh my God, Finola, you want me to do, you want me to do what now, you know, like, like live, live video, when what now? When you, when, you know? you are, when we speak about our passions, yeah, our customers believe us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really, we've had to have GDPR, GDPR to make us do that, really? Yeah, I know. It's quite it's quite funny, isn't it? Yeah, but it is a huge opportunity. And it is about authenticity. It is about don't don't send me stuff that you send to everyone. Send me stuff I looked for. Send stuff that helps me. That's that's about exactly me. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so we've discussed already where you see the opportunities for your clients because they are there. Um, and would you like to share a positive story, Finola, related yeah, to... Yeah, I love them. Yeah. I love them and they all revolve around better open rates, yeah. uh, better products, better products, better services, yeah. a yeah. better uh, an insight because yeah. of 
this this desire to communicate better means we listen better. That's yeah. the untold story of the communication yeah. part. Remember, communication is receiver phenomenon. It's the yeah. responsibility of the person who sends that the message comes through intact to the other side. Yes. And because of that, because of this now, this approach, this permission based march- marketing approach, we have to lend an ear. You have yes. to listen because we need feedback to know what we're doing right, yeah. to know what we're doing wrong, to know where to adjust. Yeah. And I think that's also another big win for GDPR is it makes us listen. It, it, in fact, it's possibly the biggest win for GDPR is it makes us listen. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's what we take away. We can throw it away and we can ruin ourselves ourselves, yeah. or we can take it and, and actually process it and apply our learnings. You know, I think that's that's what people need to do. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Your time oh. is very valuable and I'm very aware of that. And I'm so deeply grateful to you, Fanona, seriously, oh, for, nice. for being with us today. Um, do you have one piece of advice to potential clients of yours? Because I would really hope and encourage everybody listening to this to to I engage with you in some way. You know, I really hope people do. Oh, okay, so advice. Well, my piece of advice is number test three of permission-based marketing. Because yeah. this, if consumers gave you permission to talk to them, would you have anything to say? Have you developed a marketing curriculum to teach people about your products? Yeah. And it's this idea of the layers. Yeah. You will have a layer to teach. You will have a layer to show them who they are. You will have a layer to show benefits. You will have a layer. And I think take it piece by piece, layer by layer in a connected way. And if you think of it as a curriculum, you will automatically think in a connected way. And I am. I'm a believer in connected thinking in terms of the impact that it has on marketing because the numbers speak for themselves. You you have a greater route to success because you connect how you think and how you act in a marketing context. So if that, I mean, look at that book. That book is amazing. Those four, even if just reading the jacket, like they asked in 1999, it was asked the question of a permission database. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow, that man is like, um, <laughs> I will admit I have not read that book and I'm going to get it today in hard copy and have it on my shelf because actually it should be there on all of our shelves. And he was so way ahead of his time. And I just I love that about you, too, Finola, because you you don't just sort of take one thing and then disregard the rest. You hold on to these absolutely beautiful nuggets of information and it benefits the rest of us so thank you for bringing 99 (laughs) back to (laughs) us and reminding us that you know I think and I say this to people so often now I think the world went crazy there for a while you know and the the app era and just these just masses of of useless lists that were made it was just data harvesting and sucking so it would be nice to go back to that time when the internet was just um, I know the internet's not always been sort of fairy tales sunshine and roses and whatever but back to that calm space where it was such an amazing phenomenon to be connected to somebody on the other side of the world i mean do you remember that first time you you got into a a chat room or a forum and you were like oh my god i'm talking to somebody in america i'm sitting here on the the bottom end of the world like maybe it wasn't like that in europe but it was incredible for us you know um, yeah um, and the learning that you could get from other people, you know, and then the information that started being put up and the courses that became accessible. Like, I think there's just so much good out there. And I'd really like people listening to this to understand that they can be part of putting more good out there, more well, useful like information. To, you know, I'd like them to leave with this idea, too, which is that yeah. the software and the technology has moved on in a very uh, productive sense as well that we don't have to, we can personalize what we do and how we communicate in a way we can watch behaviors, we can be more, be more capable of giving people what they want because the technology allows it. Even if you look at it from an email marketing context, you have ways of tagging what people are interested in based on their behavior. You have, um, and then as a result, you just send them what they want because they tell you what they want. Aren't we have MailChimp, Drip, everything, all of yeah. these uh, wonderful pieces of software that make it easy 
for our customers to self-select what yeah. they want. Yeah, and and on that point, Finola, because I know there will be a couple of people listening to this who are part of the data protection and privacy circles, and they would a, a few of them would immediately go, oh my God, that's not GDPR compliant software. That's not GDPR compliant software. And my answer to that is actually it depends on how you use it, how you it's configure it, it, how you set it up. It's not the software; it's your use of it. So. You know, people must just think letting that, people you know. know you you tell people to say exactly and when you sign up for this, would you like to have? Yeah. And they yeah. tick. And if yeah. they don't tick, they're not in the list. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. not a human being having to go through those lists like when I started off in my right. career. Yeah. Yeah. Pages and pages. It's not. They self-select by ticking a box to say yes, I would like that. Yeah. And yes. and, and and the, the opting out of the tracking and that is there if you if you want mm -hmm. to do it. So yeah, let's not spend too much time on the technicalities because that's not the point. The point is a positive message of, you know, please, please don't feel paralyzed. You can speak to your customer. You should speak to your customer. You should really want to let your light shine. You know, I fo I'll follow up this this conversation also when I said to you about having this wonderful opportunity to listen to um, people in my masterclass talk about marketing yeah. and I tweaked my messaging and changed some um, how it was positioned and I actually contacted those people and I said what do you think of this then does this resonate more does this entice you does this reflect uh, what do, does this fit now and I got straight back yes this is what I wanted to see because I heard them yeah and I got yeah. that email in this morning yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really hope that will help you. Yeah. Will help you yeah. be a better you. And I, I really hope people receive that message, Finola, um, and and just start changing the mindsets and and let that flow of business happen again because that's what should be happening. You know, um, it really should. But thank you so much for being with us. I read. I love talking to you. I could sit here the whole day and talk to you. Yeah, so, record 12 know. hours of it for people, but no. <laughs> Thank you, Finola. Um, if much. people want to reach you, where is the best place to get you? Well, um, I have an online program called, and you can find that on How Great Marketing Works, but I have a very interesting thing to offer at the moment, which yeah. is if you go to courses.howgreatmarketingworks.com, anyone yeah. who registered for registers for this affordable accessible program, which is just $15 a month, you will also be invited to take part in a let's do it together 30 day campaign builder. So wow, if you register now, you will get 30 days of me breaking down how to build a successful GDPR compliant campaign yeah. that will start rolling out on the 2nd of March. And I think yeah. that would be really, um, and it'll be fun. I like to have fun and yes. we'll interact and build yeah. campaigns together. That was the yeah. whole idea so that yeah. people wouldn't be alone on this. So if you sign up today for just that $15 a month, you have the option of self-selecting to go on that program. Yeah. And that'll be amazing. I hope people sign up for that. Thank you so much, Finola. Thank I'm you. going to stop the recording now. It's always my pleasure. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed that episode of the GDPR series. If you do, please subscribe. Find us on social media. We love to have a chat.